Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Tea with Crema. My name is Chris. I'll be one of your hosts today, and I'm joined by my best friend, Emma. Welcome to our show. We are excited to have a topic that, you know, is supposed to be a regular occurrence, but there was that one time where we like Loki forgot to do it for a really long time. So <laughs> <laughs> we're bringing it back as a regular occurrence. One of our annual episodes that we'll have in every season. It is time for our self care episode, our third episode about self care. Probably should be at least our fourth, but it is what it is. We've learned, we've grown, we've gotten better. So thank you for joining us in our self-care reflection, our annual self-care reflection. Before we get started, we have our tea check. So Emma, what tea did you bring to our self-care episode? I brought a black tea from Ahmad Tea, Strawberry Sensation. It's very nice. It says, capture the feeling of strawberry fields in summer. A refreshing and sweet strawberry flavor blended magnificently with the finest black tea. Also another one that would be good as a iced tea. It's very Interesting. nice. It's like super strawberry forward. Like I'm quite surprised because normally with these fruit teas, I feel like it can get a little muddy. Not muddy, but like you can't really tell the fruit. But yeah, this one you can definitely tell. It's a strawberry tea. I wonder if it's because of the pairing with the black tea, because usually you put fruit teas with like a green tea or a white tea. Ah, maybe. Yeah, uh, I guess I didn't realize that. Yeah. So yeah, it is a black tea. So I'm wondering if that also has something to do with it too. But yeah, it's very nice. What are you drinking today? Today, I have a tea that really surprised me because I thought it was going to be like a very mid tea one that I was like, whatever, it is what it is. But I've actually found that I really, really enjoy it. And it is mm. a tea by the Tea Heaven, and it is their mint green tea. Honestly, everything about it seems basic, as basic as it gets. And it's just green tea, spearmint, peppermint. And honestly, I really, really liked it. I just, I don't know. I think something about, you know, I'm a real fan of spearmint. I didn't really get as much peppermint because to me, peppermint comes off as almost like candy mint. And... Uh. This was very, it felt very spearmint. And so one of the things that it talks about is it's a refreshing tea, soothing to the stomach, may help reduce nausea or improve mental awareness. And something about like eucalyptus and spearmint really get me in like a focused, relaxed kind of mode. Mm. So I definitely enjoyed it for that. I was like, man, I'm ready. I'm on it. Like something about this tea. So I really enjoyed the mint green tea by the tea heaven this time. It was a winner for sure. But jumping in to our episode, again, our very, 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 very first episode was us talking about self-care. And then eight years later, we were like, oh, wait, that topic that we talked about that one time and then like never checked in about how's it going. And plot twist, we realized that like we checked in a little bit too late because your boy was struggling at the time. And so now it's something that we've definitely included as part of our regular practice something that we are cognizant of and want to reflect on a little bit more frequently and not something that's like oopsies a little too late too little too late gotta recalibrate kind of thing so it is proactive now yes come through jojo reference it's just a little too late yeah that was kind of us we were like oh hey not doing so well mentally (laughs) this would probably be a good time for a a self-care check so We are starting the new school year. We always kind of talk about how for us, the new year starts in August. It is now at time of recording September and this episode will be coming out in October or also known as Rocktober in the 
academic sector. Quitstober. Yeah, Quitstober. Everything happens in October because it is a very long time with no break before normally in the U.S. Thanksgiving. In Japan, the next break is Christmas. So there's a lot going on. So self-care check. How are you doing in this new school year so far? I am roller coastering it. So some days I'm rocking it. And some days it's like, when will this stop being so terrible? <laughs> but again, I just, it's one of those things because like there's the dichotomy of like, oh my God, how many times am I going to open a school and have the same complications? But also there's just so much that has to get done in such a short amount of time that I'm just not sure that there will ever be a time where I feel like I have arrived and have mastered the art of opening a school and balancing all the expectations without feeling uh, at least a little overwhelmed for part of that process. Definitely. I think that is exactly how I'm feeling as well. And I thought maybe it's just, okay, this is my first time opening a school year. So there's already been certain times where I'm like, oh, hey, for next year, telling my principal, like next year, and I'm like, I hate living in the future, but also like, let's Let's like mark this down somewhere that we need to do this part better. Like this process or procedure needs to be better when introducing it in the new school year. And, you know, so we're like very vocal and very like we keep each other in the loop about that. But yeah, I think opening the school is always going to be hard. Moving into this role has also been a little bit of a shift as well. Coming out of the classroom has been easy slash hard, but I do still teach one class, which is nice. So yeah, I think right now my self care has definitely taken a dip whereas i was very good at leaving work at 4 p.m right as soon as school was done now i'm not leaving work until you know closer to 5 36 ish which is okay it's just like a lot of things cannot happen while others are teaching right so a lot of meetings have to be shifted over to the end of the school day which is i think part of the challenge of like trying to balance everything so i think in the beginning of this ne- or in the beginning of the year that's going to be one of my goals as well is to like leave work at five or five thirty if possible. But yeah. Self care wise. Do you feel like you have been taking care of yourself? I've been trying to take care of myself. Something that I discovered is that honestly, I wish that I could find a job where I worked for four days and then I was off for four days, just irrespective of whatever the day of the week was, because there was one weekend in August where I was off for four days and it felt like the perfect balance because there was one day where I could handle outside of the house errands. There was one day I could handle inside of the house errands or tasks. There was one day where I could be social and hang out with people. And then there was one day to just rest and take care of myself. Mm. I was like, man. I feel so refreshed and ready to take on the week. And it was incredible. I was like, man, I just would love to work four days on, four days off, four days on, four days off. Cause it just worked. Maybe you should be a nurse. Maybe we can look into nursing options for you. Just kidding. You're queasy at blood. But if you could, that'd probably be a good way for you to like, that'd be a good sector. Cause I think my sister works like four days on and it's like 12 to 16 hour shifts and then five days off or something. There's like a, there's a very big number in between there. And that's why she has, you know, her other side hustle and whatnot. But yeah, I feel like that would be super ideal is to like do the four days and kind of like go hard at it too, right? Like you can dedicate those 12 hours to the four days because you know that you're going to have four days coming off or you could do like the, you know. 
I do 10 days or 10 hours. I'm doing 12. It's too many hours. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, like whatever, whatever it looks like. Oh, yeah. I guess like for a 40 hour week. Yeah. So like four tens and then four days off or whatever it looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. I think in my end, self care has not been happening normally where I would be going hiking or, you know, helping cook and things like that. I've just been really exhausted recently and I find myself getting very irritable. But I think it's also like what the nature of the beginning of the school year looks like for us being an international school in Japan. Like we have our new family socials and we have a lot of different obligations that we have to do in the beginning of the year to welcome the community. So that ends up eating into a lot of Saturdays. So this is actually one of the first weekends that I don't have anything to do both days that are like not school related. So that's been something that I was like really looking forward to this weekend. And I was like, oh, thank goodness. Like I can possibly maybe just like be a whatever that means. (laughs) I catch potato. (laughs) There you go. And like not feel guilty about it either. That's wild. You've been working six day weeks. That is almost the opposite of four day weeks. (laughs) That is quite the opposite of a four day week. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. So what are you currently doing for self-care if you have it? My best. I love that. (laughs) Whatever that looks like. Now I am still cooking, meal prepping, doing good. I like that. That really works. and. For a while, I was reading at least like a chapter of a book before going to sleep. I honestly think it really helped reset my sleep time schedule. Because again, I'd be wilding in the summer and just living my best life and sleeping whenever <laughs> I feel like it. Just like it's one of those, like, I feel like a kid in the summer where you just like live your life until you just drop wherever you are. And that's how summer works for me. And sleeping really kind of helped reset that what is it called? Your circadian rhythm or circadian circadian. I don't know if there's an R in there, but it really helped to reset that rhythm of actually feeling tired right before going to sleep. Because I think that that sometimes helps to, it helps me have a actual restful sleep as opposed to trying to like fight myself to go to sleep for an hour and just like tossing and turning and tossing and turning. I've been really good at like not looking at my phone Mm. while sleeping so like even when i'm fighting sleep if i'm looking at my phone it's to pull up a meditation to try to go to sleep scrolling doom scrolling Mm -hmm. or whatever yes so i don't do that i learned how to do like the different types of activity filters on your phone or notification filters so i have the the sleep ones and the personal ones yes the, the foci so i have those going which is really really helpful you're doing really good yeah i think those are the three like Oh, oh, oh. And then I do like a little 10 minute workout in the morning when I wake up. So nothing <gasps> like wild or massive. Cause I think, I don't know. It's just different trying to like commit going from like zero to like an hour, which mm-hmm. like fine, whatever. I've done that before, but also I'm just not as young as I used to be. So I don't have boundless energy anymore. And <laughs> I have to be reasonable. I've still seen positive changes even from like the, the 10 minute workout. So continuing. Mm-hmm. I was doing like the, the 100 reps thing of just like 100 push-ups and 100 sit-ups and 100 squats. And then I was like, I hate squats and I hate push-ups. So I've replaced them <laughs> with things that I actually like. And I've still kept it around 10 or so minutes. And so I'm considering possibly adding an afternoon routine okay. just like of some sort. But also um, the people on my campus are looking at doing some things like after school, like yoga and just like Ooh. other stuff. 
on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So honestly, I might just do that Tuesdays and Thursdays and then do my little 10 minute things Monday to Fridays in the mornings. And then I think that like covers my boxes pretty well, I would say. Like I'm moving. I don't necessarily close my little Apple fitness rings, but honestly, I don't really care about that. I hate that app. It's ugly and stupid. But I'm doing other things that I like. So <laughs> that counts. Yeah, I think that's the bigger part, right? Is like finding the things that you truly enjoy doing and like doing it, right? So like, I remember seeing scientists or doctors, like people, people, I guess, with expertise in it saying how like a 10 minute, 15 minute, really good workout could supersede what an hour workout would look like to some people. Like that's enough time for you to like get your cardiovascular system working and like working on your health and all of those things. So like sometimes you can get it done in like less than 20 minutes versus an hour and whatever that looks like. So proud of you for moving your body every moving your body, yaddy yaddy and doing all of the things. Right now, what are you currently doing for self-care? I haven't been napping, which I actually am really sad about. <laughs> so like, is, is that not self-care? Yeah, I don't think it is self-care. So I actually told Isaac yesterday, I was like sitting there, I was like, I have not napped. So tomorrow I plan to take one nap. And it's like, I'm not napping because I'm so stressed that I feel like I'm not like I do love, I like love a good nap because I feel so rejuvenated, but I've been so stressed about things that I haven't, I don't know, given myself time or space to do the napping. So that's probably one of my best forms of self-care is a good nap. And then I also haven't been reading as often now that my commute is by bike. I, it's probably pretty dangerous for me to whip out a book. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't do that. For you and the other people involved. Mostly for me, I have crashed now four times and I'm still alive. It's fine. I'm bruised all over my body. It's okay. I'm just not a confident bike rider and that's, I'm working on that. So I think what am I currently doing for self-care is nada, not a dang thing, <laughs> which makes me sad. Not that I had really good systems beforehand, but it being in this role has definitely helped me realize like, oh, let's like let's talk about these professional boundaries that we need to set leading on our boundaries book that we read last week. So that was really helpful. And it's okay to say no. I think that's my biggest thing that I've taken away is that like, it's okay to say no and protect your peace. In case anyone's been following along, that's like low-key been Emma's struggle since we started teaching. It has been my struggle. Yes. And that's the thing. So it's really funny because this year we have a first year teacher who's teaching and I see a lot of myself in her, which scares me because I'm like, you don't have to sign up for all the committees. Like, it's okay. And she's like, but I got the email. I'm like, no, immediately take yourself out now. I was like, you can do one. I was like, you're also right now working on your, on your credentials. Like, and it's like, it's, it's honestly like a flashback. And I'm like, oh, like, let's, let's keep you in the education industry and then in the sector by helping you to set these boundaries. And she's like, but so-and-so asked. And I was like, I don't care who asked. Like, no. <laughs> so yeah, it's always been a struggle for me. So. Where this year is the year of no. And that's oh. Well, you just got to commit to it. I think that's it. Yeah, that's the part, right? Like, I got to. Because you be saying that a lot. I say no, and then I feel, and then I get guilt tripped into it. That's my part is that, like, I need to just, like, not feel any guilt with the saying no. Mm -hmm. You really got to follow through (sighs) on the advice you're giving to this person. Exactly. Which is, like, do as I say, not as I. What is it? Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, basically. Mm -hmm. So in the same vein as that of like, I'm not currently doing self-care. Yesterday, I was at a professional development and we invited a self-care and well-being specialist come in to talk to the teachers, which I felt like was really helpful for myself. She was mentioning a lot of these 
stats and, and things about how the current workplace environment, like just for across the board, across the world, a lot of people are not feeling engaged with their work. And she says, imagine these numbers, but they're tenfold for healthcare workers and teachers like yourselves. You've gone through a pandemic and you're in these positions where you're nurturing people, you're caring for people, and that can be really hard for you to set up self-care. But at the same time, the system is exploiting these characteristics of you and you need to set a self-care plan and somewhere for you to be able to kind of have an outlet. So she's she was talking about how there's a there's a curve of stress and like there's a place where you can be in good stress and there's a bore out and there's a burnout. So bore out is like when you're not being challenged enough, you're bored xyz the burnout is probably what's most commonly seen it's past your normal amount of good stress and it's moving into a point where you can no longer work at that place because it's unsafe for both you and the others and others around you so then she goes into how let's set up a self-care plan and what that could look like in some some examples of things so we're gonna do that activity today Come through plans. You know, I love a good plan. Love goal setting. I love a good plan. Yes. It's just about the follow through on my end. With the self-care plan, there are six different sections. And she mentions that like, yeah, there could be more sections. Maybe you're doing some sections really well. So there might be things that are not applicable to you. So we have psychological, physical, emotional, spiritual, professional, and personal, which Chris felt like maybe there should only, maybe out of those six, like it feels like there's a lot of them fall under either professional or personal, which yes, they could. So psychological would be ways that we're taking care of like our mental well-being. And so something that a lot of people had written down for their self-care plan was like therapy. And then I mentioned like, but yeah, therapy is like a little inaccessible to some people. Like it's kind of expensive. So they were like, okay, so what's like another way that you could do it? And they're like, going for a walk, like clearing your head, meditation, visualizing. A lot of people say yoga, which I feel like yoga could fall under physical or psychological or emotional. Like there's things that there's many items on these like (laughs) plans that could fall under many of these categories too. So out of those six, Chris, what do you feel like you need the most self-care in? I don't know. Probably all of them, except for, yeah, let's just go through all of them. Cause, yeah. <laughs> sure. Do you have one that you'd like to start with first? <laughs> you know, we could just go in alphabetical order. Alpha order. Okay. So starting with emotional, emotional damage. Okay. Emotional. Mm-hmm. I think something that we wrote for emotional is like feeling all the feelings. <laughs> I'm good at that. I love feeling feelings. Feelings are mm-hmm. so important to me. Yeah. I think sometimes it's just like, I think the feeling that I struggle the most with is like, okay, so like happiness is really easy for me. You know, it's just like mm. being happy, spreading happiness, spreading joy. That's easy. Even sadness is surprisingly really easy to me. Like I love a good cry. Like just yeah. put on a sad song, put on a sad movie and just live your best life. I can do a sad, like I, I can do sadness really well. I think my struggle is like, anger, frustration, irritation, because my brain is just like, lash out, break things, smash things. And I don't think it's because like, that's not my natural tendency. I think that's just like, what I associate anger with. And so something that I need to work on is figuring out how does one work through anger? Because again, I like I do like feeling my feelings, I don't like not feeling them. I think they're really important. So how do I feel my anger, my irritation, my frustration, and feel it 
but then also do something constructive with it, cathartic, if you will. And it's also really hard because, like, even when people are like, oh, you go to, like, one of those smash rooms, it's like, I can't just go to the smash room at 10.30 a.m. on a work day. Like, that's just, <laughs> you just can't do that. It's not so, like, feasible. So where do you put it? Where does it yeah. go? How do you do that? And I don't know. I just, I don't know if journaling's the it for me. I don't think it's really ever been it. But also, it could be. It could be something that, like, I do when I'm, or look for things when I'm not angry. And then, because again, sometimes that's how you like build yourself up to be able to do things in the moment is by practicing when you're not in the moment. And so it could just be like a matter of doing some research on like anger specific journaling topics. So I wouldn't necessarily need a journal. It could just be like, oh, I'm feeling really frustrated. Let me like teach myself how to like answer certain questions, write them down somewhere, crumple up that paper and like, and then throw it away. Yeah. So part of like creating a self-care plan, which I forgot to mention in the beginning, is there are three R's that you have to look at, right? So the first one is recognize. So recognizing that these things are no longer serving you or that they are causing a pain point for you. And then the second one is to then reflect and kind of think about, okay, so how do I now what do I have to do? Like, what are the coping mechanisms, or I guess part of like the recognized, like what are the coping mechanisms that I'm doing that are helpful versus not helpful? And then it's reflect. So like, how am I now going to move forward? And then lastly is to replace slash revise. So we replace those negative or not so helpful coping mechanisms and we revise them. So we're now taking that and making it more suitable for our needs and more suitable for our daily lives. So yeah, so with emotional, it's about finding ways to, man, I, do, do you feel like I should leave this professional development next? <laughs> I mean, Take yeah. That. And then like, I think I should be the person that like talks out loud as the example, because I feel like I did the three R's without even being prompted. Yeah, you did. No, that's why when you were saying you're like, yeah. So then I like, is there like, what's the ways that I now cope with it? I was like, oh, wait, hold on. Those are the three R's. Like, yes, Chris get it. Yeah. So then for emotional, they have, you know, what are ways that we express emotions in, in healthy ways? I feel like I do that very well. I think I'm very in tuned with my emotions and I'm able to put names to like, I am frustrated in this moment. Give me a second. Right. And I'm able to then also kind of like step away from the situation, which I've been doing a lot better now that I've been in this role of like, I'm going to respond in a way of anger and I don't want to break up that like, I don't want to harm this relationship. So like, can I get back to you tomorrow? Because if I if I respond right now, like I know that we may not be able to mend our relationship and that's okay. Or not that's okay. But like, I don't want to do that because we still have a whole school year together. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, that's the language I should worry about. I'm always so busy trying to like do the thing that like, I don't, I don't know, in my head, I'm like, I can't stop to pause because I'm angry right now. Something that I could do. Look at that. Just learned. There we go. That's how we do it. I'll respond to you in 30 minutes if you could just like give me a second because I'm not in the space. I think that a lot of times with the nature of our work, right? And with the nature that we are working with working adult, like we're working with adults too, who do have needs in that moment. And it does seem like I can, I can sense their frustration because I knew what it was like to be a teacher in this position where I'm reaching out, asking for help and support. And I need it now, but you as a person are not able to give it to me now because you're trying to put out the other fire. Right. So I think if anything, this has made me more empathetic to the position that I'm in, but also understanding where the teachers are coming from of like, they're asking me for this need. And I, I'm trying to like help this other person with this other need. So like, I'm going to have to loop back to them and I'll, and I'll get back to you. I promise. But 
or like I'll find someone to get back to you, you know, but like in this moment, I cannot be the thing that you It'd be like that though. Next letter. It's lots of P's. It's just all P's. P's. Oh, P eight P E personal. Personal self care. I feel like you do this one really well. Mm, the struggle will be real. If you don't believe me, look at my bank account. That's where my self care upgrade needs to be. Because why am I like this to myself? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. So this is like, how do you as a where is it? This is personal as like relationships. Personal relationships, like with people. Yeah. So like your relationships, with people. Like I think the thing you're talking, like it could also be like financial as well. But like yeah, so relationship it's like your with myself. Interpersonal. I'm a people. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) I'm a people. I guess if it has to be with other people, it would be actually like doing that. Mm. I don't, I still haven't mastered the like art of peopling outside of coworkers. Mm. I'm working on it. I'm getting better. I like, I'm putting myself out there. I'm like trying stuff and like talking to people about other things and networking and all that mess. But it's just hard. Adults are weird. People are weird. Everyone's kind of weird. We're all weird. I'm weird. It's hard making friends as adults, too. And it's like, how do you make friends with like people that you don't work with? Because you spend all this time with people. So are these, you know, same people, but then it's, it's finding. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I struggle with that, too, where I tried to set up that boundary of like, oh, I don't really want to hang out with my coworkers outside of work. Just, I don't know. I just kind of always felt weird about it. And then was like, oh, wait, like, who am I going to hang out with then if I don't hang out with people that I work with? So, yeah, I'm working on that as well. And saying yes to plans. I was very much like a more hesitant. So in this new year, I've been kind of like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll I'll like go out for dinner, like whatever that looks like. But one of the things that I did put on personal was call home. So just like, you know, like keeping the relationship. My sister's always really busy and I feel bad because she'll call and I'm like, I'm at work right now, but time zones are weird. You know, making time to call my parents. And yeah, so I think that's kind of the big one that I put down for self-care because I really do enjoy talking to them and I miss them. And I was becoming avoidant of like, oh no, I haven't called them in so long. Now I don't want to call them. (laughs) (laughs) It makes sense. You've like crossed that threshold. It's just like, oh, now it's going to be like a thing. Yeah, now it's going to be a longer conversation of like, why haven't I called? But also, it's a two-way street, so people can also call me too, just BT dubs, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I don't, because like you said, time zones are weird. Yeah, time zones are I'm not are good weird. at them, as yeah. we discussed before the episode. My but time think, like, awareness is weird. Yeah, but I think like you and I, I feel like... With friendships, I'm very good at like keeping those personal friendships. Like you and I text each other at least once a day. Like I do talk to my sister at least once a day via text. And, like in our group chat, you know, I do like I try to text at least everyone once a day to like be like, okay, like I'm alive. Just like wanted you to know. <laughs> so yeah, it's important just keeping them robust. Yeah, I think so. I think that's what it is. The next one's physical. Physical. What are you doing physically? I am moving. I'm going to be joining a yoga group and like a cute little exercise group. I do my morning workout routine. So honestly, physically, I feel I am doing that one. I feel good that I am doing that one. Still meal prepping, eating good for my body. So that's the one that I I feel very confident that like, yes, I am doing better. There's always ways to like, I could hire a personal trainer, but like, honestly, I ain't got Megan the Stallion money, so 
Oh, she looks so good, by the way, aka goals. Like, if y'all have not seen it yet, Megan the Stallion made a TikTok about her like workout routine, and she looks good with that body, yaddy yaddy. Like, <laughs> that personal trainer put in work. Okay. Yeah, they put in work, work. And I also forgot how tall she is. Like, she is literally a stallion. Like, that is a. That is a beautiful woman right there. I will appreciate a good woman's body and all of the things. Like, I mean, I will appreciate any woman's body, but more so Megan the Sally's. <laughs> <laughs> she put in the work. So maybe one day I can afford a personal trainer and can get similar results. So we'll see. That part. Manifesting um, it. Yes. I love that for us. <laughs> I think for me, it was a lot of my relationship around food has always been a pain point for me of like, I was very quick to like, eliminate or like try to like eliminate the things that made me feel good and it was more about moderation like learning about how can i how can i still enjoy the things that i love but in moderation like i understood that these foods were not good for me but cutting them out cold turkey was like always always ended up then i would have like binge eating tendencies when i would introduce it back into my life so self-care wise for me it's like enjoy the food if it's good and then that just means okay maybe i have to work out a little bit harder later on and that's okay like being okay with that versus like i would just like restrict myself and be so miserable so that has been a very long journey for me in terms of physical i definitely get good sleep i think that's something that i'm really good at (laughs) but i think for myself it's going to be regular exercise Yeah, so that's something I do want to add to my self-care plan. It's just like regular exercise, regular movement, like how you've done like your 10-minute movement. I think that's something that I want to incorporate of just like, just move your body, you know, like whatever it looks like, just move it. I like to move it, move it. She's going to switch and just, you know, do some just dance every day. Yeah, or I want the one with the wheel. What's the, like the circle? You know what you're talking about? Oh, I've heard of it. I don't know what it's called, but yeah. And then like, you can put it between your legs and you're like, Yeah. Like a little 10-minute workout every day, just having fun on the game. How far do you make it today? Yeah, exactly. I think that's kind of like, yeah. So maybe that would be my wish list for Christmas from my mom. (laughs) Okay, next one is professional. I feel like you have a good self-care plan for professional. Tell the people what it is. What? I just think that it's being really, really clear on... I think the thing that I was like struggling with was like, I can do all of the things. And it's like, yeah, I can do most of the things really well. But I think one of the things that I've really talked about is like, I don't know. I don't do well with like, I don't know. So when people ask me questions, I feel like I have to know. And if I don't know, then I want to find out. And in part, not just for like that person. Sometimes, actually, most of the times, if I don't know something, I just want to know now because I I want to know. And so, like, I have a natural, like, curiosity tendency that I think, I don't want to say necessarily, like, is exploited, like, maliciously. I don't think people are like, "Mm, you know who's always going to know? Him. But I do like to always know things. I don't like not knowing. And so, I think there's, there's a point of, like, I don't know. I'm really just working on, like, boundaries in general. I just really want to be able to focus on certain things to just be very, very good at certain things. It's okay to not be okay at everything. You know, really take off the jack of all trades hat and really put on my master of few things glasses. I think for personal, professional, I'm sorry, professional is, and I think it's hard because I do have like this people pleaser mentality of like, oh, I like don't want to disappoint everyone. That's where a lot of my things lie is like not wanting to disappoint anyone. So I think professionally, it's really just like maintaining that work life balance. Like 
I have been really good at leaving the work at home. But like, again, it's the beginning of the school year. Like some things just like naturally have to come home or else we're like going to become behind in certain whatever. So I think as we're moving into the rest of the school year, everything's kind of slowed down a little bit. Like now I'm focusing on like, no, you're leaving it at work. You're leaving work at a decent time. And the things that you're doing have meaning and there's intention behind it. Like we're not just making decisions to make decisions, if that makes sense. Yeah. I also think it's one of those, I struggle because the field that we're in in particular is going through a thing right now where people are very much like, I'm never going to take work home. And then there are people that like live their work Mm. and I'm struggling really hard because I think kind of what I've gathered so far right now is that like education in its current state is not something that can be done in the contract hours provided. Yep. It just isn't. It can't be done. Is there a deeper conversation that needs to be had about that? Yes. Yes. However, did you also sign up to be in this field? Yes. Mm-hmm. Knowing that there were certain things that come with being in this field at this moment in time. Yeah. Yes. And so I think like right now, I'm really struggling with like, yes, there are going to be times where I need to work outside of like the contract hours. Mm-hmm. But like, how do I do so reasonably? And how do I make sure yeah. that I'm managing my contract hour time? effectively to Mm. minimize those other things true and then like kind of help others find that balance because right now i'm just i feel like people are very like one side or the other like the extremes versus there's no there's no balance essentially is what we're seeing and yeah i agree right like in in our current state of education of this field there is no way there there is no right way i guess for you to kind of do all of those things like I can remember when we first started teaching right like it was almost like a sense of like I don't want to say the word but like 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 you're like a martyr for staying at work till 9 p.m and like we'd wear that with like a badge of honor of like oh I stayed at work till like this to this time and the others would be like oh oh well, I stayed this late and then at the same time like looking back on those on those like conversations like red flag red flag red flag like who was not kicking you out of the building first off second off what were you doing during your day that was causing this to happen and then like just like really just trying to help others like balance and also sometimes i'm like no tea no shade like what are you accomplishing until 8 a.m to where you have to stay until like 8 or 9 because something you don't need to be saying that late like there's why are you staying so long like why are you doing so much work and like are the results matching the work that you're putting in exactly right and it's like and why are you staying there multiple times like i could understand okay you know, when I first started teaching, I'd be there like till six or seven, but it was like once a week because I was, that was like our one time of collaborative planning with my, my co-teacher and I, where we could like actually sit down, get all the work done for a good two weeks and then have to pull it again. Right. And so it also had to do with like recognizing in that first year that I just also was not as efficient as I could be during the day because I was always trying to figure stuff out. So like first year makes sense. It was different. I was trying to figure stuff out, but like, Again, I don't know. You're still staying there till 9 p.m. right now. Like, yeah, let's 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 talk about that more. But that's another conversation. <laughs> literally, state of education part, however many parts. But professionally, I'm making it work. There you go. Okay, psychological. And this might also be part of our next question. So it could be the thing. Psychological. Let's talk about therapy. Has there been any updates in your therapy journey? There has been an alleged improvement what? in healthcare provisions that we have, like the healthcare provider that we have is saying that 
virtual, there is a virtual therapy platform that is supposed to be covered $0 copay. Um, but I haven't necessarily explored the limitations or like what the parameters are or anything of that nature yet, but I'm hopeful that it's not anything like some of the other experiences that I've had with our health insurance, which were absolutely miserable. So we'll see. Because now it's one of those like, okay, theoretically, therapy is affordable and accessible. But like, is it though? Also, it's virtual therapy, which I don't know how I feel yet. We'll see Mm. if that's also worth it. So have legislative changes or, you know, financial changes been made to therapy? Yes. Doesn't necessarily make it more accessible to be determined. Yeah, same. I have found someone who a friend of mine worked with in Tokyo. So that's nice. And like, it is a little bit more affordable than the virtual option was, which I had mentioned before was like $200 a visit. This provider is 10,000 yen a visit, which is like a little less than $100. And in that same vein, though, she does require that you pay the for the current appointment and then the next appointment. So it's like kind of like your follow up is already paid for and done. So it's really like 20,000 yen per visit, but you're only paying that every other Other visit. visit. Yeah. Mm. So it's like, oh, that's interesting. So I haven't fully explored it yet. I've been trying to like really focus on getting my work done, but I am excited to potentially start that soon. And then part of the psychological is also like taking time for yourself as well. I think a lot of mine is also like putting down my phone, being present in the moment and really enjoying my time with Isaac and trying to be present for him as well, knowing that like I have a partner at home who also has emotional needs. <laughs> so, you know, like, and he's very understanding of the fact that I'm in this new role and has been very patient. So, yeah. And lastly, spiritual, which could be anything for inspiration. So it doesn't necessarily have to be to a higher power. It's like, what are ways that you're like being inspired? If you are, it could also be a category that just doesn't serve you right now. Yeah, this one just doesn't ring much out to me. Mm, Would not describe myself as a particularly spiritual person to begin with. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. And I don't often seek inspiration from others. I feel very self-reliant in a lot of ways. So, you know, even when we were doing that, like, quote project for our graduate program, I was like, this is the dumbest project I think I've ever done. The quote project? Yeah, we had to find those like 10 quotes and like relate it back to like how it relates to us in education, our leadership and all this other stuff. I remember doing it. I bought a whole book of quotes because I just don't care for quoting people. It's not how I, I seek inspiration. do not recall that assignment. I'm sure we did great on it. We both probably got 100%. So, but I, yeah, sounds cool. It shows <laughs> you how important it was. Clearly, yeah, like I agree. I think I am more spiritual than I am religious. I will say that. I've had many conversations around my spirituality and just how I equate religion with institutions. Anyway, that's a different conversation, different topic that may be coming up soon for this podcast. But spiritually, I think a lot of mine lies in like going out into nature. So that's kind of where I'm trying to prioritize my time too, is taking those nature walks, going out for the hikes, doing the things. So That is a kind of our guide to a self-care plan. You will see next time on season five, if we've been doing the things or not. So love to see it. What would you give our rating of a self-care plan? Any last thoughts on that? I mean, the concept of the plan is really nice. And I think it kind of like keeps it organized if you 
are that kind of person and needs something organized. It's very visual if necessary. Like if you need to make a physical representation, almost like a vision board, it'd be really nice. Mm. But as far as like my personal performance in self-care, I would give myself like a three out of five stars. I think I'm doing, Ooh. I'm doing better than I was that last time that we nice. checked in. But I don't know if I've hit like peak self-care from the first episode. I would definitely say last time we had checked in, I was at a much better place. <laughs> I think in my current state of these new transitions, I would give myself probably a two or three, probably a 2.5 out of five. That kind of makes sense. I think that's kind of like representative of like, I was making that transition the last time we had this episode. So like, yeah. it just be like that sometimes. At least now you know that it gets better. <laughs> <laughs> I can only, I can only go up from here is what I'm hearing. <laughs> So, you know, there's that. It'd be like that. Well, now it's time for our... Rapid Fire Question! Okay, which subject would you be okay with never learning again? Math. All of it? Math, Emma. Math. What? Math. I loved math. My would definitely be organic chemistry. Although I think I could do it again now as a science teacher. I'm like, okay, I think I got it this time around. Probably not, though. Okay, then what subject would you want to learn again? Like from scratch? Yeah. Science? Ah. But like the fun sciences, not astronomy. Astronomy was just applied math. Physics also just applied math. Yeah. Oh, true, true, true. I could see that. I like statistics. Oh, I hated stats. I was so bad at stats. I loved it. It was so much fun. Yeah, I was really Now we bad see our brains do not work the same. Clearly. But I was really good at math. That's the thing. Like, I was almost very close to majoring in math, if we're going to be completely honest. Because I oh, loved funny. it that much. Oh, so ma- would math be your, like, I'd want to relearn it kind of thing? Um, No, I don't know. I feel like I'd want to be stronger in, like, I don't know. I, I actually really just enjoyed school as a whole. So I would, yeah, except for organic chemistry and linear math, which was, like, that's when I realized, like, oh, okay, maybe this is not a career for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what linear math is. It's math on a line. I really don't I thought understand. it was. I really did too. <laughs> yep. Nope. It was all theoretical. It was terrible. Zero out of 10. Anyway. Oh no. Not fake math. It was fake math. It was fake math. And the teacher would wear orange pants and Aloha shirts and do fake math. <laughs> do fake math. So like, honestly, who's even saying what it is? I don't know. I think I'd want to relearn everything again because I really do enjoy being in school. I love doing that. I like learning. Yeah. It just makes sense. What is your question for today? <laughs> My question is, how do you think your thoughts? Eh. (laughs) You know how like some people are very visual thinkers. Some people think in text boxes. Some people have graphics. Some people just have like a never ending conversation in their mind that's always playing. And they're the only person talking. How do you think your thoughts? How do I think my thoughts? They are linear in my head or like they're vertical. And I remember we did an activity in eighth grade where the teacher told us to just do like a stream of thoughts. And I was one of the only people that did it in a list. Others did it by like, blah, comma, blah, comma, blah, comma, blah, comma. I also think, how do I think my thoughts? I guess I'm very visual. Like I'd like to visualize the things in my head. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How do you think your thoughts? I think them in like little bubbles. Like my my thoughts occupy like little visual bubbles and I've learned that I can only hold like three thoughts at a time. And yeah, I can't think of more than three things at a time. It's, I I just forget. And like the first thing is the, like there's the big 
the big one. That's the main thought that I'm having at any given mm-hmm. time. And then there's like two sub thoughts, but like they get smaller. And so like the third thought is like a thing that I can barely remember most of the time. Like it's a thought that I had like two thoughts ago, obviously. What? And so like, if my main thought ever becomes my third thought, I've pretty much forgotten the thought. And sometimes the thought will come back, but like, Sometimes it doesn't. And all of this runs as like a conversation in my head all the time. So it's like a visual, but it's like a text box visual. So what, as you're reading, do you visualize things or is it your voice that you're hearing? It's a movie that plays in my head. There's people who can't see that. Yeah. Some people only see the words. Yeah. Which I'm like, how like, sad. Can't visualize <laughs> a thing. Yeah. Which then also, I, I understand why people don't find reading enjoyable because yeah, if I were just reading words, I would also not find that enjoyable. <laughs> I think also why I have such an emotional attachment to the movies that were books that I've read. Cause I'm just like, no, I uh, visualize this entirely differently. Yeah. And also that character did not look that way. <laughs> hmm. Sometimes Hermione I appreciate had it. Book teeth. <laughs> and sometimes it's terrible. So it works out. But yes, thoughts are complicated. Thoughts are complicated. They're very complicated. And I really enjoy that thought experiment of like, how do you think your thoughts? That was a very complicated question. We were going to throw that over to the people of the Instagram. Please answer us because I love thoughts. I love dreams. I like all those things that go on in your head. Neuroscience to me is very interesting. Well, while people are thinking about how they think their thoughts, where can they find the podcast? You can find our podcast on Instagram and Facebook at The Tea with Crema. If you'd like to buy us a cup of tea, you can also Venmo us at The Tea with Crema. We are on all of your favorite streaming platforms. So we hope to see you next time. Bye.